So cool. do we do we start? speed run or do we like how do we? I, this is your topic. You just start speaking. Right. <laughs> Welcome back. Tell me things, Mario. What's up? Uh, I don't know. I um bought a new pair of IEMs. Ooh, very fun, very fun. Yeah. And You're uh, telling me about them. They're super cheap, right? Yeah, they're 20 bucks, which is nice. like crazy money for uh <laughs> <laughs> like they are cheap and also extremely good. So like Mm -hmm. go buy like 10 pairs and you will you'll be fine i would say for like for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. but you know Mm -hmm. they they are wired so keep that in mind sad how can i be trendy with wires coming out of my ears i know i know but they are better Mm. that is the thing (laughs) okay i'll Um, take your word for it yeah so the moondrop chew like Mm-hmm. You know, remember the name and Moondrop Chew. We can link yes. them below for anyone who wants yes. to. Yes, C H U. And cool. Yeah, but this is not the topic. Like this was just like no. a, a weekly update. What did you do this week? Yes. And yes. I know so your what, week what has did... been like much more intense than mine. But yes, <laughs> very hectic. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, like it happens sometimes. It's just yes, life. Exactly. exactly. And but wh- why did you gather us all here today, Mario? Because I don't know. I recently, um, like, I think if you follow the the podcast from a while, I, I think you know that I, that I am studying uh, computer engineering. So mm-hmm. I have um, to work with code sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, less often than I like would like to. Uh, this is mm-hmm. my opinion but you know and uh i recently changed my um code editor i don't use ids i just use a text editor and then just work from there right mm-hmm. and so i switched to from vs code to vim just like the plain mm-hmm. vim and mm-hmm. i kind of uh got a little bit more into open source software like more mm-hmm. intensely because i Definitely knew that was a thing, but the like my newfound passion kind of started like l- last week when I decided to switch my Linux distro on my PC for Arch, mm-hmm. and like I self-installed it and all. So I like mm-hmm. went to the Arch wiki and followed mm-hmm. the installation guide and did everything by hand. And so, like, I, what what is Arch for people who might not? Know oh, right, it? right. Okay, so basically, you the normal people, so the ones that usually ask me for technical uh, help, mm-hmm. know that there are basically two operating systems, which are mm-hmm. Windows, which is owned by Microsoft and its paid proprietary software, mm-hmm. and uh, Mac OS, which is mm-hmm. technically free, but like you can't really get macOS anywhere apart from a Mac, so it's basically like it's a paid software, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not open source; it's proprietary. But mm-hmm. the, these are not the only two operating systems that exist, because there's a whole another category, which is mm-hmm. basically Linux, which you mm-hmm. may have heard of, like 
it 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 has become more commonplace as we go forward mm-hmm. especially with uh people becoming more um you know um cognitive Tech savvy of no yeah. like more cognitive of of their own privacy right mm okay and you know this is basically why um more people are starting to go towards Linux because it technically has way less telemetry, if not none at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like telemetry is a software that phones home as the <laughs> very kind guy at DistroTube said. Um, so basically everything that can track you in some way just by mm-hmm. sending, I don't know, usage data to the company that makes the thing and so Mm. arch is one of the most notorious um like linux distros notorious just because it is very bare bones one could say yeah because so what does that what does that mean for like me as a mac os user like what's bare bones uh, like it's it means that it has it, it ships with nothing more than like basic uh io i don't know interfaces and the kernel that's basically it okay so you have nothing else like literally nothing else you have to install everything by hand Mm -hmm. and so you technically you just grab a usb stick you download the iso image verify its uh key because it's electronically signed Mm-hmm. So just to make sure that you're installing the right thing mm-hmm. and nobody tampered with it. And then yeah. you plug it into your computer and you see nothing, essentially. You just see hmm. Arch Linux, some version number, and then uh, I don't remember what the prompt is, but it's just like a normal bash prompt, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just mm-hmm. like a terminal, a common line interface. So there is mm-hmm. no windows there are no buttons nothing you just need to type and hit enter with very specific Mm -hmm. keywords right Mm -hmm. yes and so that that is basically bare bones in this sense so like it it ships with nothing while uh mac os for example ships with uh facetime messages uh pages numbers and keynote which are apple's office competitor uh Mm -hmm. safari which is the browser that macOS puts as um default and and all that like arch mm-hmm. linux ships with nothing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so this is why Makes it's yeah. notorious because many people make it look very difficult to use but it really isn't like you just need mm-hmm. to follow the steps that are on the wiki to install it and then the only difficult part is actually um discovering what you need in your pc and then actually setting it up right yeah that makes sense yeah it's mm-hmm. just it, that is basically it uh, by the way like uh, i am not uh like a hundred percent i want to be totally transparent here i have a macbook pro as my laptop um i just find it mm-hmm. convenient uh i if i didn't have a macbook pro i would probably have like a Windows machine with some kind of Linux on it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I way much prefer Unix over Windows anyway. 
And I just like the flexibility that macOS gives me, especially when I'm on mm-hmm. the go and I need mm-hmm. stuff to work like right away. Because, yeah, you know, Linux distros sometimes need to be maintained in a certain way for them not to break, right? Yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. with Arch. And I know that you know about this because I remember like your last work PC was a uh, Linux machine, right? Yeah, oh my gosh. And just setting up my work laptop, I had to reset my operating system, I think three separate times <laughs> just because I kept breaking things trying to install like packages I needed. Yeah, so... so yeah, yeah, they're finicky. Yeah, they are, they are sometimes very finicky. And mm-hmm. most of the times uh, it is like user error, right? Because mm-hmm. either you didn't maintain it the correct way or the developers did something with a new version that broke something with, that, that works mm-hmm. with other software. Like, it's generally not the, the machine's fault. But it can yeah. happen that it's the machine's fault. Uh, but mm-hmm. generally, like Linux and macOS are less prone to breakage than Windows because Windows, like its its whole fuck focus is to uh, do retro compatibility. So, like, yeah, being able to use very old software on modern uh, versions of Microsoft Windows, right? Mm-hmm. While the other two. Mm-hmm do less of that and focus more on like general stability and security features and all that right mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah but so like the main point of the video was uh what do you think of open source because uh, for people that don't know open source is basically <laughs> When you create a piece of software and then publish how you made it, so you publish the source code, so like the the actual files that you type on the mm-hmm. internet for everyone to see, okay? And mm-hmm. for many people, this will sound crazy, but it's just something that we've always done since the dawn mm-hmm. of computing, um, mm-hmm. especially starting with, as I said, Linux, the GNU project, and all of yeah. these things that we will maybe link a little bit in the description mm-hmm. for you yeah. to read into a little more. And mm-hmm. you might think, like, how do one make money with uh, open source? And mm-hmm. that is a legitimate question that you might, like, it, it's a sensible thing to say. But mm-hmm. generally, they accept donations. And if you mm-hmm. find their software useful, or like you use it at work, sometimes they require uh, some kind of work license. Uh, It doesn't Mm -hmm. really happen that often that I know of because generally open source software is also free, right? Mm -hmm. So like paid open source software is something that I have never seen, right? Mm -hmm. Generally, like you, you have people pay if... It's something that only you own, right? But mm-hmm. open source software is generally making money through donations for people that use it, from people that use yeah. it. Yeah. And but but or I think some of them have like specific company licenses too. So like if if my like company wanted to use open source software, they might have to pay or stuff like that. I don't uh, honestly it, like that's I like, don't know how that's like exactly industry that open source stuff. But yeah, but I I think that happens at like a higher level that's not happening with like gimp but that's happening with other tools i mean yeah qt may have something like that 
Oh, okay. I didn't Anyways. know that. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> Qt was. Like, is Qt open source or is it proprietary? I, I don't know this, honestly. I think it's... Uh, let's not quote me on that, but I, I feel like it's open source. I feel like I remember seeing weird licensing things when I was looking into certain Qt creator tools, but it, it could be that whatever I was looking at was open source and Qt itself is not. Uh, I don't know. I avoid Qt. Not sure. Uh, I have never tried it, uh, and... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to like actually judge uh, Qt, but mm-hmm. by the way, Qt is something that people use to make software. Like, yes. so yeah, yeah, it's like a, a tool. Yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> it, like you can make pretty GUIs, I think. So like mm-hmm. the things Correct. with buttons and windows, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. Yeah, so one thing that I noticed is that many. Uh, instances of open source software, like over the years, I noticed this. They are very mm-hmm. uh, unpolished sometimes, mm-hmm. one could say. And so, mm-hmm. for example, uh, I was wondering more of from a uh, artistic perspective. Like you have things like Photoshop and Illustrator, which are mm-hmm. proprietary and like expensive pieces of software mm-hmm. uh because they cost like 60 dollars a month or something and uh, mm-hmm. wh- while you have on the other spectrum stuff like gimp which is 100 percent free but yep. like what do you use did you find a big difference between the two if you've ever used both and i i have yeah i mean so like right now actually i like i think the only form of design or like digital software or whatever i have on my laptop right now is affinity designer because you told me about it right um <laughs> but i have used gimp photoshop and now affinity designer which all three of them have like very different payment structures so yes. they're very good for comparing um i don't know i mean i really i miss having photoshop and illustrator and indesign and lightroom they're just very they are polished is a good word for it i mean they're polished they have like really um, just like powerful tools associated with them that the other ones like don't necessarily have. Um, and because there's so much money behind Adobe, they create things first. A lot of the times they have like a large library of like fonts and images and th- it, they just, the money behind Adobe like obviously makes their products just leagues better. Yeah. Just by the nature of them being so much better funded. After Adobe, I would say that I do now prefer Affinity to GIMP. Um, okay. I love that GIMP, for, for reference, for the listeners at home, GIMP, completely free, as Mario said. Adobe uses a monthly subscription or yearly subscription that is exorbitantly expensive. It's like, for like three pieces of software, it's like $50 a month or something absurd like that. Yeah, I remember like um, it was... For the whole suite of 24 uh, things, which then, like, you use just the three of Photoshop, Illustrator, and sometimes InDesign, it was, Mm -hmm. like, 63 euros, and then they bumped it up, so. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, like, the cost is meant for professionals. If you are a hobbyist, like, Photoshop's cost is kind of like a bar to entry. Yeah. Um, And then, to contrast those two, Affinity just has a one-time fee. It's, like somewhere between 30 and 50 dollars i forget what exactly uh, i think software. it was i i got affinity designer like at full price and it was 50 euros so i think it's 
uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then I think so. I just since I was paying the student license for Photoshop and all, I said mm-hmm. uh, I really don't want to pay Adobe anymore. And yeah, I kind of like yes. there was a sale going on with Affinity, and they had everything mm-hmm. half price. So I got a uh, photo and um, publisher, which is like the InDesign uh, mm-hmm. correspondent uh, mm-hmm. for half the price so 25 and 25 and Mm -hmm. i've been living like freely ever since um yes it is it is really nice and affinity is like it's polished my only qualm is that the ui i mean i'm i'm less used to like using affinity products so i struggle with them a lot because i'm still not yeah caught up to speed where i was with adobe products but also there's certain I don't know. There's certain things that it's just in my head. I'm like, I want to do this. And I know I could do this with an Adobe product. And I have absolutely no idea how to achieve this end result with Affinity. Yeah, that happened. I can't think to of something right now. But yeah, I mean, they're all good, though. I mean, for a really long time, I was just using GIMP. And once you get proficient with it, you can do pretty much everything. It just might take you slightly longer than someone who's equally as proficient with Adobe. And the software itself like looks uglier, I would say. Yeah, that is one thing, one trope that I usually, or you you can usually see with open source. Like, generally, Mm. GUIs are much more uh, old school, you could say. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not as modern or, like, material design-y as modern software. Like, uh, I don't know, like Photoshop or Affinity uh, Designer or Logic if we're talking yeah. music right um yeah. they are way more as we said in the beginning bare bones but they mm-hmm. are generally equally as powerful right yeah because otherwise yeah. there would be no point in using them so they wouldn't exist that's true yeah the only ways that i would say they're like less powerful is in the the like more nuanced features oh yeah that yeah, yeah, like yeah. the like the new things. Obviously, Adobe's gonna have a leg up on because they're the ones creating. No, like, yeah, the algorithms see. behind the scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, like removing a background from an image in Adobe is so much easier than any other image editor, and it's just that is the way it is because Adobe can actually spend the time creating the software that, like, within Photoshop or whatever, that actually does that. Like the whatever the the, the the tooling they they actually have like the resources um but yeah beyond stuff like that beyond that new stuff it's just ui and it makes sense that ui would be so much better on adobe because that's really like the last the last thing i feel like that is prioritized when it comes yeah, to making software that is probably yeah because like the, the main things are having the software work first of all and then yeah. being mm-hmm. efficient and like functionality those are the main three i would say while yeah, exactly. aesthetics so, are so. more or less something uh, like they are except for front end they are uh an afterthought like yeah exactly and obviously if you're on a tighter budget if you're not like a multi-billion dollar corporation you're gonna uh save your money you're gonna cut those corners i guess yeah but, but i mean they're all good i mean i'm enjoying affinity i i i'm not good with it yet 
so I can't I can't really give it like an honest review at all. Yeah, no, I can. Same see with that. GIMP, just because it's been so long since I've used it. Um, I can't give them like honest reviews just because I'm so much more proficient with Adobe products. Yeah, the the thing is but... that as I uh, learned myself in this week of using uh, Vim against VS Code, right, is that mm-hmm. the only actual way to switch to something else is actually mm-hmm. putting yourself to use it for mm-hmm. an extensive period of time, right? Yeah, very true. Because there are some software that, for example, I switched uh, like six months ago from Notion to Obsidian mm-hmm. MD, which mm-hmm. none of those are open source, by the way. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. about switching again from Obsidian to mm-hmm. something else. But mm-hmm. For reference, both of those are, are note-taking applications. Yeah, they so. are more or less the same. It's just that... Uh, up- Notion is more of a modern modular thing. You can make endless mm-hmm. pages with like widgets, embeds, and like things uh, that are mm-hmm. not what you see is what you get, as they call them. Mm-hmm. So while Obsidian is a what you see is what you get software. Yeah. So you, you type, and then whatever mm-hmm. you type, it comes out the way you typed it, right? It, it uses mm-hmm. a markdown language, a markup language, which is called markdown, mm-hmm. which is counterintuitive, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's very easy to type. It's faster yeah. than taking notes with Word, for example, which I yeah. absolutely hate, by the way. That's fair, yeah. It's not very fun. No, like, uh, and... You know, it's just, if you want to use some things, some software, uh, you have to actually take the time and dive yeah. into it. Like, it's mm-hmm. not it, like in the Notion versus Obsidian uh, case, mm-hmm. because that you just type and generally it's going to be fine. Yeah. But like using VS Code against Vim, mm-hmm. that's a hell of a jump. Yeah. Like. That is true. From extensions gui and all that to mm-hmm. plugins and don't even try to use a trackpad because keyboard mm-hmm. that's a jump and mm-hmm. i have i am like way more proficient than i was before mm-hmm. but it's still gonna take a long way to actually be quick or like as quick as i was in vs code yeah for sure yeah so that is I mean, like yeah. the way i learned that you mm-hmm. actually need to take the time and learn whatever you want to use. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that with any tool, right? Like if I were to switch away from a QWERTY keyboard, I would struggle for a good couple months. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there are some. So it's, freaks it's not surprising. That, yeah, there are some freaks that use Dvorak instead of QWERTY. But yeah, that's true. Which that's I don't true. know how. Like, why would you use a Dvorak instead of a QWERTY? Like, I think there are benefits, but I don't know. Like what they no are idea. so and <laughs> by the way funny. like yeah i've got no idea the vorak is just another keyboard layout right so mm-hmm. uh yes. you know qwerty it's called qwerty because the four the first six um characters on the keyboard are q w e r t y yep and the vorak doesn't have those um actual <laughs> keys mm-hmm. in the front row they're just it's just the name of the guy who came up with that layout but mm. yeah uh makes sense yeah but we are kind of sidetracking what yeah 
like, w would you think, would you, like, try and give GIMP another chance and, like, try and become more proficient at it or not? Uh, I would say no. I, like, I switched away from GIMP for, like, a reason, right? I, I don't know. I mean, one, it's less powerful than things like Affinity and Adobe. At least it seemed like that to me when you're, like, if you're of equal proficiency. Yeah. You can do more things quicker with Affinity and Adobe. Mm -hmm. And also okay. it is just, like, it, it's a stupid reason, but it is also just, like, ugly. So it's a lot less pleasant to use GIMP yeah, no, over other I, things. I can, I can kind of see that, yeah. Like, yeah, like, if you're the user experience, for, yeah, the user ex yeah. experience in general is not. Exactly. Yeah, I do love like the concept of open source software, and I admire GIMP for having existed for like, I mean, over a decade. Um, yes, probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would like go back to it necessarily right now. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that like I dislike open source software. There's a, a lot of other no, yeah, great okay. open source things out there. But yeah, but, but, yeah, I don't know. Especially with the image editing platforms, GIMP is just not my favorite one. Yeah. user experience wise it's okay uh by the way yeah, like i was me. i was looking up <laughs> gimp and it was born in january 1996 wow yeah that's wild i know like it's gimp is old. far older than me by the way mm -hmm. like yeah it's six years a whole six years older than me <laughs> that's right but yeah, you're young it's only one year younger than me yeah older than me that's crazy by the way Jeez. and that's wild. You know, one thing that I noticed with this, um, I am about to take an exam uh, in university, mm -hmm. by the way, which mm -hmm. involves a lot of uh, calculations and mm -hmm. like very specific mathematic uh, tools, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we've used uh, a lot of time MATLAB, for example, especially mm -hmm. in class. And my teacher... Uh, in that course is a FOSS junkie. <laughs> so, uh, with by the way, FOSS is an acronym for free and open source, mm -hmm. for those who don't know. And so instead of using MATLAB, he used Octave, in, and, and which is basically the open source MATLAB. It's GNU hmm. Octave. And Interesting. One thing, like you said... They are slightly less powerful than the proprietary tools beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I kind of noticed it with that because there is like one specific thing that MATLAB can do that Octave mm -hmm. can't. But like it's so essential to me in this particular case that I cannot use Octave. Mm -hmm. So like that's a big deal breaker, right? There, for yeah. a lot of things because mm -hmm. i don't know uh, i think it's kind of the same for music production because music production and photo editing have always been something that is mainly done with proprietary software right yeah mm -hmm. and so for example uh i bought years ago logic pro for the mac which is an expensive piece of software because it's 200 euros right oh yeah geez. and but it comes with so powerful tools for music mm -hmm. production and it it hosts a whole sound library that they are updating right mm -hmm. and so for someone mm -hmm. who makes music 
in a professional way, mm-hmm. then, you know, it just makes more sense. It, it, oh, yeah. it also costs, like, a lot more. That's true. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's, like, a free uh, proprietary music productions piece of software out there. Mm-hmm. There might yeah. be, I'm not sure, but I know that the open source alternatives like LMMS or Audacity, right? Mm-hmm. They do the job. Yeah. But first of all, I don't understand them. That's fair. And yeah. second, they are not as powerful as something like the industry standard, which is Logic Pro or mm-hmm. FL, yeah. FL Studio or mm. uh, Adobe. Uh, no, Adobe, come on. Uh, Ableton Live, I got mixed up. Uh, but mm-hmm. they are all very expensive pieces of software. So, like, I can imagine yeah. a guy that's just getting into music production using something else and just being mm-hmm. a little bit disappointed. But, yeah, like, hmm. I can see that. I can totally see that happening. But I think open source is kind of the future in some way because, hmm. like, I would much rather be uh, able to read whatever I'm using, like read the code or whatever mm-hmm. I'm using to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. Than like actually handing uh, all of my trust to some corporation that is... Mm-hmm. Because as you, as you said, like I as well enjoy the concept of free and open source, but also mm-hmm. see that we are not quite there yet for some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I want to hear your opinion about this. Like, what do you think in general about open source? Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm like a bad case study. I like, I like philosophically, like, agree. Like, I'm like, yes, like, it is much better to, like, not give a lot of information to, like, massive companies that will misuse it because they just want money. But I also, like, don't really care about my own information very much or, like, my own privacy or anything like that so the only reasons that i support it are more for like other other people like i don't i don't care too much on my like own behalf about i guess like whether or not a company is mistreating like me as an individual it's much more like i would rather they not mistreat others i guess so so that is to say like i support the open source thing but i still use proprietary stuff a lot just because i don't really like care that much yeah but um, I think it's okay, honestly. Like the majority yes, of I people do, are like that. Yeah, I do definitely philosophically believe that like open source is like a very nice idea. I I can see like I don't know detractions of it where people would be like, oh yeah, like the idea that open source software would ever be like comparable to proprietary is utopian. But yeah, I don't necessarily believe that. But I can like at least understand that. But yeah, I mean, I like open source stuff. I like. I I like like the idea of like something that is like crowdsourced and available to the public for free. I mean like Wikipedia is like my favorite website on earth and that is like for all intents and purposes. I mean it's it's an open source yeah. encyclopedia. Yeah, basically. it's like the very definition of open source pro- would probably yeah, be Yeah. Yeah. And I love Wikipedia with like all my heart and soul. I mean does it has problems, yeah, but so do proprietary softwares, so I don't so know. Like that's, actual like that's, encyclopedias. 
this <laughs> yeah but does wikipedia have problems honestly like i've never noticed to be honest i mean there's there's some like there's definitely been instances in the past of like articles being edited out of pocket to have i don't know just like meme profane things or like false information like that is oh okay true. i mean yeah. it gets fixed but it's yeah but that's is there that's but also the... that could be said of normal encyclopedias <laughs> yeah of course like i'm sure the encyclopedia britannica has i mean don't don't sue me for defamation britannica but i'm, I'm sure they've published something incorrect in their long long history so that's not like unique to the open source wikipedia no yeah um, it, but i'm but... sure it happens like slightly more with wikipedia than i guess published material that is owned by a company i just guess but like there's also the that like the backwards thing like the other side mm -hmm. of the metal because technically like if it's open source then someone is gonna notice and then fix mm -hmm. it right that's the yeah, whole I mean, open source thing right mm -hmm. it, that that is though like pending people caring kind of like people care like if no one cared about wikipedia no one would fix it like if no one cared about it as like an end product for users oh yeah whereas proprietary companies are kind of held liable by like stakeholders and people who buy their products yeah definitely. wikipedia is, doesn't have like quite the same bar to hold itself up to it just has public opinion and public like preference so if that ever swung away from like caring about maintaining wikipedia mm -hmm. yeah then it wouldn't necessarily be the same but yeah yeah, I mean, I, I like open source software. I think it's very nice. That's that's my verdict. It's nice. It's nice. Um, nice. <laughs> I think I love Wikipedia though so much. Yeah, I think it's nice that it's nice to you. Uh, but mm. no, yeah, like I think it's an interesting topic at least. Uh, yeah, it's... it is interesting. I agree. Uh, yeah, and it's it's very admirable. People like. I go back to Wikipedia just because it's such a graspable example for people who, like, don't program. Yeah. But I very much, like, admire people who maintain and update open source stuff, like, people who, like, edit Wikipedia articles and write them, and that is such... I, I can imagine that is such tedium, but they truly are the stewards of this planet. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, I donated five years in a row to wikipedia or like the wikimedia mm. foundation and i use it mm -hmm. daily i have their app on my phone right i wow. don't i don't go the to the app. website i just use the app 99 percent of the time but i don't know if i know anyone else who has the wikipedia app that's like it, it's crazy i know but like i don't i use it so often that i it, I, I just find it convenient <laughs> I mean, it is insanely convenient, and it, it because it's open source, and because so many people are working on it, and it's so, I mean, it's old, but like in a good way. Um, yeah. It just it's so useful just because there's so much information on it. Absolutely. Because so many individual people are like publishing things. Yeah. No, that's like you can basically find everything on Wikipedia. I have to say some things on the Italian Wikipedia, like niche mm. things from mm -hmm. uh, mathematics or uh, physics or like i don't know just general culture like films and, and all that if they are a bit more mm. niche and they didn't quite get in in italy mm -hmm. they aren't there but you know i can still look them up in english and i'll i'll be fine right 
because true yeah of course like um you should so, translate them yeah. you should make the wikipedia pages for italian i should right but i don't know i kind of I, I did do an edit like oh some time ago i, I just noticed that you. something i liked missed that like you know that small description that lies just below the title of a wikipedia page yeah like for example i don't know um uh, enrico fermi uh italian physicist mm-hmm. like that right uh which mm-hmm. like i didn't edit that it was just a stupid example but i remember mm-hmm. adding that from the app because i actually have a wikipedia account wow i know i'm full of surprises yeah uh Good job. but I like I would like to uh write things on Wikipedia mm. but I also feel like I wouldn't be able to. And also no. they kind of, I don't know it, I just feel I wouldn't be um good enough like at writing articles and stuff to be able to mm. make something that is that public right? Mhm. That's fair. Uh, like and I don't consider just... myself like a, an awful writer, but I'm definitely not great. I am mediocre. If you ever do want to right. contribute, still, you could just do direct translation from the English one. I could, to yeah. The Italian one. That I, I could. mean, I'm sure that is within your skill set. I mean, I hope honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. And that would certainly help all the Italian Wikipedia users. Yeah. Why not? Like. Your friends, your countrymen. I could we need to help them. I could do that. Yeah, it's more of mm-hmm. a. It has become patriotic now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of uh, Wikipedia, by the way, mm-hmm. I remember like watching this random recommendation video on my YouTube uh, home. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, we should really stop using YouTube. I hate it so much. <laughs> no, but like, honest, because. There's so many ads now. Mm-hmm. I just there are a lot of ads. I and like the the UI is just clutter all the way. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. dislike that so much, but it's also like the only place with the content I enjoy. That's fair. You could become like a a Vimeo guy. No, <laughs> I feel like people that watch Vimeo are like weirdos and stuff because I don't know. Uh. Vimeo is more like independent filmography student That is things. true. And no, I think... Start making vlogs on Vimeo. Transform it. Yeah, no. We would ruin it. <laughs> we would just ruin another platform. I don't feel like being the cause of that. That's fair. Yeah, but mm-hmm. th- there is an alternative, I think, which is called library. Which I'm is open source. Library. Yeah, like I'll be RY. Oh, L-B-R-Y. Yeah. I hate when tech companies do that with their names. I know. I know. (laughs) It's just, but yeah, it's library. I I don't know how it works, though. Like, I need to Mm -hmm. look into it. Uh, I only know it because the guy I quoted at the beginning, so like DistroTube, which is uh, Mm an open source YouTuber, uploads everything Mm -hmm. on there, too. But back to the main point. I know that I watched this video, right? Mm-hmm. That explains how one of the Wikipedia admins got kicked and like stripped of his admin role, mm-hmm. which was is just the most fun thing that I've ever heard. 
Mm -hmm. Basically, right? You know that there are admins in Wikipedia, yeah, which are the ones reviewing the edits, basically. Mm -hmm. So, like, if something gets edited and is maybe contested a lot of times, uh, Mm. they read it and like agree or reject the thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and there was this admin who, for some reason. Mm -hmm for like a year or something just kept adding redirects for a specific uh sex act oh wow which uh like it just gave it so many names mm-hmm. so like it, he just went on adding more and more synonyms for that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like he never like apologized for it it just mm-hmm. kind of like i huh. did i didn't think you would like take it so bad i was just adding synonyms because i think it's useful right oh my gosh <laughs> i mean for better or for worse that is what comes of i guess open source contributions <laughs> <laughs> like you get a lot of fun stories but also if you if you're asking the public to contribute to any form of project Public's gonna do weird things. That's normal. It's like a general rule. Like, did you like? Did you see like the R place uh, Reddit thing? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example. <laughs> like open source behavior. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Like it is. It is. And like, uh, there was an arch logo on our place as well. So everything oh, ties up with the beginning of the the episode. Wow. Like. I am. I, we are so good at this. Yes, very full circle. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Which is like <laughs> the perfect way to end the episode as well, right? Perfect. True. True. So, <laughs> unless you want to talk about something else, like no, I mean, I got my opinion out there. Open source software is nice. I love Wikipedia. I might become an editor. Who knows? And I, I have. I know that though. I can do that. I don't know if I will. Because like I support that. Yeah, but looks like, good on a resume, Mario. Can I put it on a resume? Probably. It shows that you care about like I don't know information. I'm sure you could. Then I will. Good. I will become an editor and start actually translating things tonight. G- good job. After Perfect. this episode goes live. I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, but. so this was a, like a a, a, a small. Uh, thing that we kind of tried because i said i don't know i want to talk about open source right and yes like let us know if this is something you are interested in right yeah yeah it's like one one topic 40 minute episode rather than like a multi-topic hour and a half long one yeah because i don't know there are some people that prefer shorter short form in a sense mm-hmm. uh podcast while some people just mm-hmm. listen to i don't know the dtfh uh which is the mm-hmm. duncan trussell family hour which is like like it averages to two and a half hours per episode which is oh my gosh yeah like i that listen to it. that um i listen to some episodes but i can't actually bring myself to listen to everyone right yeah, that's a lot of content. I'm definitely a short form type of guy. I like if it's forty minutes or lower, I am happy. Um, not that that's that's not really short form. That's like medium form, I guess. I'm more of a medium form. Yeah, I feel like like short person. form would be 
five to ten minutes yeah at best five (laughs) to ten minutes and then yeah tiktok is just the like that's like micro form or nano form nano form true uh yes. yeah let us know if you like this and like if you wanna if you want us to talk more about like open source or like some mm-hmm. other specific things uh yeah just you know as always uh come visit our discord um server mm-hmm. and tell us about it right yeah and True. you would make us very happy mm-hmm. and that you would uh also we you can find us on twitter Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about like joining Mastodon, but I'm not sure about that. That's fair. That ties into one of our last few episodes, I think. Yeah, because you were talking about it. I can never it. decide about Mastodon. I know. I can never make up my mind about whether or not it's worth joining. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. If we, yeah. if we make a Mastodon account, listeners, you will be the first to know. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, coming back to the outro, you can find us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on Instagram. So just check the description of the podcast of, or the description of the episode. You will find every link down there. Mm-hmm. And this said, I will leave you to next Tuesday. So thank you very much for listening and see you. Yep. See ya.